Thanks for joining our YouTube channel. If you haven't done so already, please click that subscribe button to join our community. That way you get notified each and every week a message pops up. With that being said, we pray that this message encourages and inspires you to take one step closer to Jesus. Class, welcome back, you ghastly beasts and demonically delightful devils, to your second sinister semester of the unnerving university for terrible temptations, tricks, and traps. I hope you're all having a horrible day so far. My day has been simply vile. I woke up to a breakfast of church gossip which is always so tasty first thing in the morning. <laughs> then I enjoyed a horrific time of stirring up political hatred that led to quite destructive division among the believers. <laughs> it's the little things that bring me the most vulgar delight. But you're not here to hear about my dreadful day. I want to hear about your temptations with the mortals. You there. Did you begin tempting your human? Yes, mighty evidence, exactly as you prescribed. And? Well, I caught my human looking lustfully at Jason Momoa during the Aquaman movie. So I put more images in her mind. But... But what? Later, she went home and repented. <laughs> and refuse to dwell on those images anymore. Yuck. I hate those goody-two-shoes who start calling on their father when they're tempted. The female humans can be so difficult to sway. Well, at least for a rookie such as yourself. What about you? What did you do? So, my human was well on his way to defilement. I was able to tempt him many times throughout the day. But... But then what? Well... Mighty Abaddon... Then he went to a men's group. Oh. Something about tall men or men standing up. Arise, men. You let your human go to arise, men? Y yes. Um, he went even though I tried to get him not to. And while he was there, he confessed to his brothers. Oh. And became accountable to them. Oh. Not to look at a woman lustfully. You let him share his issue. What did I say last time about keeping the temptation private? Did you not learn anything? And what about the rest of you? Well, Mikey, Abaddon, our humans all attend Arise Church. <laughs> so what? Did you tempt them? Well, why not? Uh, 
What do you mean? You didn't? Well, we were going to, but then they went to church. <laughs> and we just left them alone. Well, what were they doing at Arise Church? Pastor Ada started casting out <laughs> demons. So we just left. You moronic imbeciles! You must keep your humans away from a rise church. They are the worst kind of believers. They actually do what they preach. Give them headaches. Make their kids baseball teams, play on Sundays, or simply convince them that church is less important than family time. Whatever you do, don't let them go to that church. I think I know a way how we can both tempt them and hurt that vile community of Christians. How, Abaddon? There's a subtle temptation that tricks even the strongest of those silly saints. It's not bold enough to be alarmed, so it can slip in unnoticed but it's strong enough to destroy. It's like a poison, taken one drop at a time until it finally brings death. I'm talking about helping them become offended. Make them think that the pastors don't care about them anymore or that Someone is talking about them behind their back, preferably a fellow church member. Or make them know that everybody is aware of the fact that they gained 15 pounds and that they know that their butts look big in those jeans. And the best thing is, these humans already think these things. They are so vain. They think everything is about them. So simply help them dwell on those thoughts. So we help them become offended? Yes. One little offense at a time. And before you know it, they'll be staying home on Sundays because nobody likes me. Or Pastor Ken doesn't care about me anymore. Or, they think their kids are better than mine. <laughs> so go now and remind your mortals of all their insecurities and how everyone else knows them too and loves to look down on them for it. Oh, and by all means, remind them that it's okay not to be okay as long as they stay that way. <laughs> oh come on somebody said not today satan not today satan mm -mm, not today hey welcome to rise church my name is kieran emmanuel i am the student pastor here and we are about to have some church today you ready so, so i want to start with a joke you guys like jokes and i start with a joke here's a joke a stewardess walks onto a plane and she notices two things she notices, one, the great Muhammad Ali, and two, that his seatbelt's not fastened. 
So she leans over and says politely, sir, can you fasten your seatbelt? Muhammad Ali looks at her and says, Superman don't wear no seatbelt. She looks back at him and says, Superman don't fly no pain. <laughs> Wouldn't we love to be Superman or Wonder Woman? But the reality is we're just stuck being not a metahuman, just a regular old human. And humans, sadly enough, go through stuff. Right. Matter of fact, we're more susceptible to things than really anything. Right. And one of the things we are the most susceptible to is offense. Yep. And what I want to share for the next three hours and 33 minutes <laughs> is from this subject. Don't take it. Don't take it. Don't take it. And I, I, I think when we think about the word offense, offense is everywhere. It's in our homes. Hello. It's in our marriages. It's at our jobs. It's with our friends. It's everywhere. Everybody gets offended. Your mama gets offended. Your brother gets offended. Your church leader gets offended. Democrats get offended. Republicans get offended. The commander-in-chief gets offended. The Kansas City Chiefs are still offended that the Bucks beat their booty. Come on, somebody. Offense, offense is everywhere. Everywhere. And no matter how you put it, you and I, we're susceptible to offense. And you know what's funny to me? I heard this preacher say this. He says, we no longer live in the USA. We live in a USO, the United States of Offense. And after a year we had last year, come on, somebody. Offense is everywhere. And I find offense humorous. I think it's kind of funny sometimes. Like sometimes the things people get like offended with is funny, like hilarious. For instance, my wife works at a mitigation company, and part of her job is collecting money. Now, anytime you got to collect money, we get offended, right? And so she is having a conversation with this woman, and at some point in the conversation, this lady thought my wife was racist. If that was the case, I'm in trouble. She thought she was racist, so she hung up the phone, drove to the, to the store or to the job place, and then she's like, I need to talk to Erica. I need to see who this is. She's a racist. And the owner of the company looks at her and says, uh, no, she's not. Ma'am, I don't know what you thought, but this person right here, the person you thought, like, show, show, show them the racist person. That, that person right there? That, come on, let's go to the next one. Let's, get, let's keep going. Let's keep going. That person right there racist? That dude is black. You know what I'm saying? Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Woo! Look at that chocolate thing. That's racist. Matter of fact, this will offend you right here. This, come on, go to the next one. Now, now, this right here, this right here, this next picture will offend you. Look at it. Look at it. Oh, that's offensive. Woo! Oh, this is the worst one. Show them the last one. Ah! That right there, that right there is offensive. And at that moment, she realized, uh, I had nothing to be offended about. Because offense happens in two ways, either intentionally or unintentionally. And what's silly to you may be serious to someone else, and what's serious to you may be Silly to someone else. <laughs> I want you to laugh. I want you to find things humorous. 
it'll let your defenses go down. It'll weaken you, make you vulnerable, and then you'll fall into my traps. <laughs> I said that last part out loud, didn't I? Forget I said that bit. <laughs> Here's what the word says, because this is what I would love to convey to you today, that whenever the enemy says something, don't take his word for it. Take his word for it. And Paul, in 2 Timothy, is teaching us that this is what happens when the enemy tries to trap. He says this in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 26. And they may come to their senses and escape from the snare. The word snare simply means trap. Think of a bird being immediately entangled in a trap or caught in a trap. This is the idea that Paul is trying to get to his disciple. Ensnared by the devil after being captured by him to do his will. Here is the scary truth. This, when you allow the devil to trap you in offense, you become a manifestation of his work. You become to do the things that he, call, he wants you to do on earth. And so God has called us not to live in offense. But here's the, the silly thing is, Jesus told us offense would come. He promised it. He said, oh, offense is going to come. Matter of fact, Luke 17, verse 1, this is what he said. He's speaking to his disciples. He says this, it's impossible that no offense should come. Yeah. That means you're going you're gonna to find some people who are going to be offensive. Right. You're going to leave here and someone's going to try to offend you. Right. You're going to go to Publix. Never mind, not Publix. Publix is the best spot. You're going to go to Walmart. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I love Walmart too sometimes. I'm kidding. But you'll, it'll, like, regardless of where you go, you will, you will find and contain or encounter offense. You'll encounter it. Jesus gives us more evidence in this. He says this after talking to his disciples, giving us evidence after evidence after the evidence of the signs of the end time. Now hear this. We do not know the date and place of when Jesus will return, but we do know the signs. And after he's given all these scary signs, he says this in Matthew 24, 10, and then many will be offended. Offended. These are the times we live in now. This is why divorce rates are going up. This is why people are becoming so part of this cancel culture. Because we are living in offense constantly. Constantly. And here, here's the truth. The truth is simple. The devil knows that whatever you keep inside will affect the person you are on the outside. And oftentimes, listen, I, I'm a big proponent. I can't stand when I go to a public service area, like a store, retail store, whatever, and the person projects their bad day on me. Because truth be told, this is not crude. I don't care that you're having a bad day. It's not my fault. So don't project what's happening on the inside out on the outside. And a lot of us walk into church doing that. Oh, I'm about to step on some toes. We come in saying, oh, they're not preaching what I want them to preach. They're not singing what I want them to sing. They're not dressed like I want them to dress. And then we act like what we're feeling on the inside. And Jesus is trying to warn you and I not to step into the trap of the devil. Because the devil knows what you keep on the inside will affect the person you are on the outside. So here's the question. How do we overcome offense? 
Hold on, hold on. They're supposed to overcome offense. <laughs> Don't make me laugh. Okay, look. They have wronged you. They act and speak against you. How can you not take offense? It's not your fault. Give us a favor. Give in. It is not your fault. <laughs> Again, his word says in Proverbs chapter 19, verse 11, it says, a person yields patience, wisdom. A person's wisdom yields patience. patience. It is to one's glory to overlook offense. Like, I, I need you to, to, to get what's happening in the first part of this. The first part of this verse is talking about you and I need to exhibit self-control. Other translations say this, be slow ooh, to anger. Like, this is a part of the fruit of the Spirit, is it not? Yeah. That we are to be people full of patience and self-control. Matter of fact, the Bible, I think, tells me I was not born with a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and sound mind, sound mind and or self-control. We are to live and exemplify what Christ has done in our lives. We can't. We can't take offense. And here's the truth. Offense is an event. Offended is a decision. Offense is an event. Offended is a decision. I have, I was going to say, not for long, she won't be my youngest, but because I have another girl coming on the way. Yes, sir. Hashtag girl dad, right? And so my youngest, for the time being, is very difficult because she'll ask for one thing, and when I bring it to her, she'll want something else. And any parents in here who understand that say, amen. amen. I spent 30 minutes making you this dish. Now you don't want, now you want some cereal. No, no, it's not working like that. So I approached my daughter with some grits, because I, I know she loves grits, and she just switches on and off sometimes. So I approach her with some grits, and... She does this thing now that whenever she doesn't want something, she goes, mm-mm. <laughs> now she's elevated and matured into slapping the spoon away. <laughs> and, so, and so here's what happens, right? So I go to give her there. She says, mm-mm, mm-mm. She doesn't take it. And so here's what my daughter is trying to teach me and what I want to help teach you guys is if you don't want it, don't take it. If you don't want it, don't take it. Because this is going to happen. Offense is going to come. Like, I work with Pastor Ken, and Pastor Ken, sometimes he, he can be offensive. You feel me? He can be offensive. So Pastor Ken will try to give me a, but if I don't want it, I won't. Because if I don't take offense, I can't be offended. Ooh. I like that. I like that. Because if I do not take offense. I cannot be offended. And the truth is, it's our choice whether we want to take offense or not. And I get it. I get it. There are moments where it's extremely difficult. There are times where it's extremely hard. And the church, and not even the church, the world tries to 
throw out this weird notion that you ought to forgive and forget. No. If a child is abducted, the parent's probably going to think about that every day for the rest of their life. If someone's been abused, they will think about that. If, if someone has been, if someone was in an adulterous relationship or the cause of one, they will, they will think about that. You don't forget that stuff, but the idea, biblical forgetness is this. I would choose not to react to that. And you and I have the power to do that through Christ Jesus. We have the power to do that. Because this is what God wants from you and I. He wants us to be free and, and have peace. He wants us to be free and have peace. That's all he's calling for and all he's asking for us to do. I don't know about you, but I want peace in my life today. Free peace. <laughs> okay, look, don't make me laugh. Some of you are experiencing anger right now at this very moment because the pain is too real. <laughs> this pathetic pastor does not understand real pain, okay? You can't get rid of those feelings of anger and offense because they have wronged you. Besides, even if you wanted to get rid of those feelings, could you? <laughs> Would you? Here's the truth. Vengeance and revenge seems good at the moment. But humans have wrongly believed that through vengeance, you can become whole again. And that's not the case. And here's what I want to implore with you. The last, as I land this plane, as I close this, this is what I want to implore with you. This idea that God gave you the power to overlook offense. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 32 says this. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted. I love all the prerequisites, right? It's setting up for this final truth. It says forgive one another as God in Christ has forgiven you. Like, we have to understand this, right? We are the biggest offenders in the universe. We have offended God so much so that there is a place that was not originally intended for us, but he cannot associate himself with sin. And you and I walking in every single day, like we swim in sin, you know what I'm saying? Like, ooh, offense, ooh, hatred, ooh, unforgiveness, right? We swim in it. But God says this, that I am going to share my dignity with human mindness, human likeness, just so I can save you. And he went to the cross after living a sinless and perfect life and he died on that cross for you and I he forgave us of our sins he forgave us of our offense I love it Jesus is on the cross and he's looking out on his haters and he says this father forgive them forgive them but it doesn't end there friends he died rose again and the Bible says the same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives inside of me I don't know about you friends but I got resurrection power inside of me I have the power of Christ risen from the grave living and residing inside of me inside of you this is what Galatians chapter 2 verse 20 says this is one of my life verses 
for I have been crucified. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. Do you think offense can handle, can handle the power of Jesus? Do you think what you do can overcome what he did for me? No, sir. No, ma'am. Because God's power is greater than anything that the world, that the devil tries to bring. It's, it's because of his grace. It's because of his grace that you and I can live the life that we called to live. And here's, here's what I want to leave you with. When grace is understood, offense can be overlooked. When grace is understood, when I understood that, when I understand that he died on the cross for me, where he gave his life for me, how can I refuse to forgive someone else? How can I do that? So friends, you may be sitting here with offense or you want to prevent from taking offense. The answer is Jesus. The answer is Jesus. And right now, just for a moment of privacy and concentration, would you just stand with me and bow your head and close your eyes? truth is there are so many have been wrong there are so many who have been mistreated and sometimes this this feat this command this task seems impossible but but I'm telling you God's grace can empower you through the Holy Spirit to do what you can't do alone so right now with every head bowed every eye closed Scripture is clear that if before we approach the proverbial altar, we ought to take back, forgive, let go, relinquish, Lord, those who have offended us, the unforgiven spirit. So right now, fathers, if there's anybody in this place that first wants to make a decision to follow Jesus, and if that's you, just really quick, nobody, nobody's looking, every head by, every eye closed. If that's you, just slip your hand in the air. I want to pray with you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. We're going to pray for you. Number two, if you say, I want to overcome offense, which you don't even have to raise your hand. It's all of us. It's all of us. Let me pray with you. Father, right now, I ask first and foremost that those who want to make a decision to follow you would right now in this moment repent in their hearts, cry out to you, ask for forgiveness and trust that you have saved them from what is to come and given them everlasting life in you. Lord, we, we celebrate right now those who made that decision, Jesus. And God, right now we know there, that offense will come. Jesus has promised it. But Lord, we pray that right now you empower us through your Holy Spirit to overcome offense simply by looking at the cross. To overcome those that are wronged us simply by trusting in Jesus. So God, I ask right now that you be with us. You speak to us. In your name we pray. Amen.
church, we can do it. We can do it. Amen? Thank you. Thank you for watching this message today. We ask that you hit the subscribe button and share this message on all social platforms. Man, we are hoping that you were encouraged and blessed by what you heard. And we cannot wait to see you next time.